someone said. Sad time is coming. Listen, I've been doing this series for three weeks now called Who is He? Who is God? We talked about how He's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. Amen. And we, we looked at, put up Psalm 37 and 25 real quick. Look at this. Psalm 20, or 37 and 25. We talked about how he's Jehovah Jireh, which means he's our provider. David said, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendant begging bread. And the blessing that me and you know that we're his seed, we're his righteousness, we're his descendants. Amen. And David was letting it be known, listen, I've lived a little while but I've watched God meet my every need. And we know Philippians 4 and 19, it says, but my God shall supply all my need according to his what? Riches and glory. There it is right there. And my God shall, somebody say shall. Shall means without doubt uh, that he will supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What a blessing that anybody know him as Jehovah Jireh? Every hand in the building should go up. Amen. I know things have gotten tight, but then he always shows up. Can I get a witness up in here? Amen. One thing I've learned in this life, we're going to have tribulation. We're going to have even setbacks in our finances. But when you really look at how God has been faithful and committed to you, I'm talking about even when you weren't even living for him, he was still Jehovah Jireh in your life. Amen. I love how the word of God says he'll reign on the just and the unjust, amen? So number one, we talked about how he's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider, amen? In other words, God is saying, listen, that, that, that's one of my characteristics. That's my nature is to show up in your situation, amen? He even says in his word, the book of Psalms, he says he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So I believe it's the will of God that he wants to see his children blessed and not begging. Come on, somebody. It would be a travesty if we were in this earth and we just beg. And the Bible even says that the poor will always be with us. But how many know that's by choice? See, I have a heart for the working poor because I've been there, done that. Anybody been the working poor? Anybody going to admit it? You was, the, you was working, but by the time you got done paying your bills, you was blessed to have a 20 left. Can I get a witness up in here? And I got anybody that had to, you watched God stretch that 20. Anybody been on a change hunt or two? That you walked out to the mailbox by faith. Talk about Shaka Khan, Barack Obama, and, and then there go the check. Come on, anybody been there? Amen. You like, look at God. That's him showing himself as Jehovah Jireh because it's his nature, it's his character to reveal himself to his children. Amen. And then the second thing we talked about was he's Jehovah Rapha, which means that he's a God that heals. Put up Exodus uh, 23 and 25, and then we're going to move on to El Shaddai. It says, it says, so you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. Can I get a witness? Has he been blessing your bread and your water? Amen? I don't care if you go home and all you can eat is a ham sandwich. You better prophesy over that thing and be like, Lord, thank you. That's your Jehovah Jireh. I can't go to Red Lobster right now, but I'm going to bless this ham sandwich. Can I get a witness? I'm going to eat this thing like it's a filet mignon. Because God, God can't take you to filet mignon until you can appreciate some bologna. What I, can I get a witness up there? Well, maybe some of y'all are like, I ain't never had it. Well, praise the Lord for you. I didn't have to pass the bologna test. You know what I'm saying? 
especially when I started this church. Come on. When I started Kingdom, wasn't going no Olive Garden. Wasn't enough money coming in. Can I get a witness up here? Oh, but over time, somebody say over time, he will, he will, he will, he will go from being Jehovah Jireh to being El Shaddai. And that's what we want to talk about today. So remember, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. He's Jehovah Rofa. He's a healer. Amen. It's his nature. It's his character to heal. It's, it, go, go, go back, go back, go back, go back, because I, I forgot the major scripture. So he said, I'm going to bless your bread and your water. Then he says, I'm going to take sickness. How many know he will take sickness? He said, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Why? Because he wants you to enjoy your bread and your water. In other words, it would be a travesty for you to have a pocket full of money, but your health is shot. Then you can't even enjoy your life here in the earth, amen? It's the will of God. He said, I will take sickness. Anybody in this building been sick before and you know he took it? Well, I'm here to tell you he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, amen? That's in Hebrews 13, 8. He's still taking sickness. He's still taking diseases. Matthew 9, 29 says, according to your faith, be it unto you. But let's get into this because today we want to talk about El Shaddai. The word El Shaddai means that he's God Almighty. He's all sufficient. I love that. Then also the word El Shaddai means not only is he all sufficient, but he's our sustainer. And then it says also the word El Shaddai means that he's the God of more than enough. Amen. The word sufficient means he's enough, he's abundant, and he's plenty. Anybody believe that on today? That he is enough, he's all sufficient. That he's enough, that he's all you need, amen? And the word sustainer means to keep, keep you existing. Also, he will maintain you and he will continue you. And also the word uh, 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 sustain, sustainer means that he will prolong you. Also, it means God also, he upholds everything that is existing. Do you know that the reason why you exist is because of him? Because he is El Shaddai, amen? He is the all-sufficient one. He is our sustainer. He's the one that upholds us and he maintains us. Amen? So let's look at Abraham today because Abraham had an opportunity to get to know God as El Shaddai. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 12, verses uh, 1. Look at this. It says, now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Sometime in order for God to show you a thing or two, my first point is that you got to change your environment. Why is that, Pastor? Because a lot of times our environment will cause us to be a casualty. Not even just dying, but yo, sometimes your environment can dumb you down. Anybody been in some environments where everybody was stuck on stupid and parked on dumb? You, they had you uh, 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 bound to a certain level. All of us have had people in our life that had, and you always knew, you would go to bed at night knowing, I know I'm better than this. But you knew if you did something different, they would talk about you. Because anytime you do something uncommon, you're going to be misunderstood. What you talking about? You, you going where? Why are you moving to Arizona? I heard it's hot out there. Oh, but you heard this opportunity out here too. You also heard that it don't get freezing cold out here too. Can I get a witness up here? Look at your neighbor and say, change your environment. Uh-huh. 
And, and in other words, in order for you to think on another level, to order for you to see on another level, sometimes you got to leave certain environments. That's what's wrong with some of our athletes. I said some of our athletes that you can take them out the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of me, out of them. So in other words, they've, they've been so consumed by their environment. Why are you running around with $500,000 in your pocket? Now, you're only going to be making this money temporarily. So why would you go buy nine cars and you got one ass? Oh, look at your neighbor and say, he preaching now. <laughs> I woke everybody up. <laughs> I can understand two or three. Come on, somebody. What, 15. <laughs> we know God wants us to be blessed. Come on, somebody. But my God in heaven, you got to remember that the NFL means not for long. You better stack your money. Come on. You better go buy you a couple of restaurants and go invest in a funeral home, a barbershop, or, or something. Go play the stock market or something. Go roll, your, go roll them dice and hit seven and something. Can I get a witness up in here? Because I believe it's the will of God for us to make money in our sleep. But you got to invest in the right things. And sometimes you don't even understand investing because you're not even thinking or seeing on another level because you've allowed your environment to dumb you down and you've been taught to just sit on the corner and be cool. But cool won't get you paid. Can I get a witness up in here? You trying to have some swag won't get you paid. You trying to fit in with everybody won't get... You better hear what I'm... You trying to be with common folk won't get you paid. You better get around some folk that stretch you, that make you think on another level, that make you see on another level. Look at your neighbor say, leave your environment. If that environment is not bettering you as an individual, it's time for you to be like deuces. Well, I'm, I'm worried about what they're going to say. Who were they? Look at their life. Look at how far they've gotten. And part of the reason why you ain't got far is because you too much on their hip. I didn't say stop loving them, but you might have to leave them. Can I get a witness up in here? Come on, 17 years ago, I had to leave my dad church. That didn't stop me from loving him, but I had to leave him. <laughs> and you talking about being thrown under the bus and being ridiculed. Oh, but I just took it on the chin because I knew that because I changed my environment and got around some folks that have my answer and not my problem. 99% of the reason why I'm where I am today is because I made a decision 17 years ago to change my environment because I knew greater was on my radar, but I had to get around greater people. Not saying the people I was around weren't great, but sometimes you got to get around greater so you can see it. So go back to the text. Look at this. It says that because he never even saw him as El Shaddai until he left his environment. It says, now the Lord said, Abe, get out from your country and from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. How many of you know there are some things that God, he's getting ready to show you that he wants to expose you to? I believe he wants to show you another side of him, and his name is El Shaddai, the God Almighty, the all-sufficient one. 
some things he wants to show you. But you got to be willing to change your environment. Look at the next verse. It says, I will make you great. But he said, I ain't going to make you great till you leave everything that's familiar. Then it says, uh, I will bless you. So he said, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Which lets me know, you done went from Jehovah Jireh, he's my provider, to El Shaddai, which means he's the God of more than enough. I appreciate both characteristics, but I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go from Jehovah Jireh to El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the almighty, the God of more than enough. The one, see, you know you're blessed when you can be a blessing. It's good to be blessed, and I'm, I'm blessed, but I want to be a blessing. In other words, I want to be able to bless other people without blinking. That I still got some surplus left after I bless them. But you can't be a blessing till you start thinking on another level. It's time for us, to, some of us, to come out of our box. It's time for us to come out of our shell. Amen? Next, word, next verse. Then look at this. Then it says, I, I will bless those who bless you. And, and I will curse him who curse you. Because he knew there were some people that was going to curse Abram on his way out. What do you think he doing? He didn't left. He got his mom over here crying. Daddy falling out. He don't know who going to water the grass in the morning. He didn't just laugh. <laughs> you know how people are? I can't believe you're going to let me down like that. Sometimes you got to let folk know I don't live for you. I love you, but I don't live for you. God didn't. Remember, see, Jesus says something so profound when he was in the temple with the rabbis and one of them said, your mom and your brother outside. What did Jesus say? He said, who is my mother? He said, who is my brother? He said, them that do the will of my father. In other words, he was letting them rabbis know, listen, at the end of the day, you got to be careful who you connected with. Matter of fact, they can wait right now. I'm on assignment. Love mom and them. Can I get a witness? I'm a mama's boy, but sometimes you got to leave home. Sometimes you got to get off mama, whatchamacallit. Am I preaching yet? I didn't have women at this church. Pastor, that's my baby. I just came. I said, he's 43, though. You got to put him out. But pastor, that's my baby. That's the problem. We're not talking about a three or four-year-old. He's 43. Half his life is gone, and part of the reason why he's crazy, come on, part of the reason why he didn't dumb himself down is because you've allowed him to be an enabler. But that's my child. What do, what do, what do even birds do? Once they little, whatchamacallit, hit a certain age, they get your butt out this nest and go fly. Can I get a witness up in here? They, let me go see what you made of. That's what we have to do as parents. Amen? Put them out. Especially when they're that old. Now they're trying to intimidate you. Got you in the room watching the TV with the butt on the back. And they got the flat screen, chilling. The domino, you know the devil is alive. Look at you there and say, they got it twisted. They got it twisted. They got it twisted. I was watching this comedian, and he made a comment. He said, mess me up, y'all. He said, when I was growing up as a kid, because you know how nowadays every man has like a man cave? 
He said, when I grew up, the whole house was a man cave. He said, if daddy was watching Nightline, he said, we were watching Nightline. He said he was six years old saying, dad, that's too bad what happened over there in Persia. At six, come on. You ain't watching Scooby-Doo right now. We'll watch Smurfs later. I, this, this is my domain. Uh, Y'all got kind of quiet up in here. How you gonna just put me off into a little room and... No, this is my whole house. I'll come home and turn the TV right now. You know how nowadays we got, can I turn the TV, little Johnny? What I'm asking you permission, what I'm paying for. And then you didn't came from me? Man, who really calling the shots? Well, I just try to be fair. No, I got authority. <laughs> I have, what's the term they use in the military? Chain of command. I'm that dude. That's why they say it nowadays. <laughs> but thank God for Jesus. Amen? Where am I at? Oh, environment. How they gonna put that man in that little room? But no, I believe environment is crucial to you knowing God as El Shaddai. Abraham, go to verse, look at this. It says, uh, I'm going to bless those who bless you and I'm going to curse those who curse you uh, and, and, and all the families uh, of the earth shall be blessed. This is where I want to go. So Abraham departed. So somebody say departed. He, he left. He didn't pray. He didn't intercede. He didn't push his plate back. I wouldn't either. After them first three verses, God said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you a blessing and I'm going to make your name great and you're going to be a great nation. How many know there are some things we don't even need to pray about? The Bible says he departed. He left everything familiar to him. And God blessed him. And he's on his way to know God as El Shaddai. So number one, that in order for your set time to come, you got to change your environment. Look at your neighbor say, change your environment. That means you might have to get away from some people. I always say it's some people that are an asset and there are some people that are a liability. Some people have lied about their ability. Can I get a witness up in here? You got to be careful that you don't dumb yourself down because you want to fit in. That'll preach by itself. Now, let's get into this. Go to, go to 17 and 1. 17 and 1. When Abram was 99 years old, now remember when he left in Genesis 12, he was 75. Now he's 99 because how many you know that blessings just don't come? Sometimes you got to go through your process. So he's still being processed. So Abram was 99 years old and the Lord appeared to, to Abram and said to him, I'm almighty. In other words, I'm El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless. Next verse, I'm going to make my covenant between me and you. Covenant me and I'm going to make an abiding agreement with you. I'm going to make an agreement with you. Then it says, me and you, and then it says, and I will multiply you exceedingly. How I many you know God wants to multiply what you have? Amen? He wants to multiply your bread and your water. Amen? Then it says, and then Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, uh, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Uh-huh. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Then it says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful 
and I will make nations of you and kings. Somebody say kings. Kings. That's me and you because we're seeds of Abraham, the word of God tells us in the book of Galatians. So it says, and kings shall come from you and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants and after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Let me drop something on you real quick. The second point is this, is that in order for you to see your set time, you can't try, you, God will not show you every detail. Now, the blessing is that he ran some stuff down to him. Look at this, it says, your set time is coming, but it says, you, you, you change your environment, and then it says you're, you have to be okay not knowing all, your, all the details. You gotta, you're not going to know every detail. Abraham didn't know every detail. Well, God, well, pastor, uh, if, if God is going to do something with me, he, he, he has to, uh, I, I need to, he got to cross every T and dot every I. Life wouldn't even be fun. Sometimes you got to just go out not knowing all the details. I know some people, I ain't tell you, I, I got to know everything. Well, Abraham didn't know every detail. Because matter of fact, go to Hebrews 11.8. Because I know some people that won't make a move. You got to know, I got to know every detail. By faith, somebody say by faith. by faith. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive an inheritance. So he was going to go receive an inheritance. Then it says, and he went out not knowing where he was going. He didn't know where he was going. But he was going. He trusted God. Sometimes you got to walk it out and, 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 and you got to know that God will work it out. You walk it out, he will work it out. I remember years ago there was a song I called, walk it out, walk it out, walk it out, walk it out. I was in the barbershop and he kept saying, walk it out, walk it out, walk it out. And I looked at my wife, she was in the barbershop with me when she used to go to the barbershop with me back then. But that ain't happening no more, but praise the Lord, people are kind of crazy up in there. But, amen, I didn't see fights break out, people arguing, and I'm like, I can't have you in that environment. But nevertheless, I said, I'm about to preach that tomorrow, walk it out. And I came out of Psalm 84 and 11. It says, there's no good thing that God will withhold from them, amen, that walk uprightly. And then we hit that Galatians 5 and 16, that if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we wind up doing that for five or seven weeks. So I, sometimes it's good to go back and touch certain things that I've preached on. So I say all I'm saying to you is that if you walk it out, he'll work it out. You got to be okay that he hasn't crossed every T in the journey. You have to be okay that he hasn't dotted every I in the journey. You just got to go with the flow, amen, and just be okay that he's already flashed you a little bit of what he's going to do in you, through you, and for you. So you got to be okay with the flash because a lot of times he won't show you the big picture, amen. But at the end of the day, in your spirit, you know the bottom line is that he's going to expose himself to you as El Shaddai, the God Almighty, amen, the sufficient one, amen, the God of more than enough. So number one, you got to change your environment. Number two, you got to be okay with out knowing every detail. Amen? When I started this church, I didn't know every detail. I was just going with the flow. When we moved in this building and we knew we needed some millions of dollars to renovate this place, God didn't cross every T and dot every I, but I know that if it's his deal, it's his bill, that if he ordained it, that he will sustain it 
amen, that the earth is his and the fullness thereof and that he wants to see his descendants blessed. He doesn't want to see none of us begging. So you got to be okay not knowing all the details. That makes life fun because now you're just doing this thing by faith because 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says we walk by what? faith and, and not by sight. Amen. The word of God even tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, it says the word profited them nothing because they didn't mix it with faith. Amen. Hebrews eleven six says that without faith, it's impossible to even please God, but he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if you keep seeking him, if you eagerly pursue him, amen, and you continue to turn your faith loose, guess what? Your reward will be right around the corner. Before you know it, he'll begin to show himself to you as Jehovah Jireh. He'll begin to show himself to you as Jehovah Rophah. He will begin to show himself to you as El Shaddai. Let's get back to that. Go to Genesis real quick. Genesis 17. Look at verse, that, that verse 5 one more time. 17 and uh, 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 5. No longer shall your name be called Abraham. In other words, because I'm, I'm changing, because I'm cha anytime God changed your name, it's because he was changing your character. He had to change Jacob's name. Jacob in the Hebrew means trickster, supplanter basically takes you to the word con artist. So he said, I got I to gotta change your name. You didn't trick your brother Esau out of a bowl of soup, then took his birthright, then gave him. You see how some people will just sell out for less? Really, we should be saying the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. Isn't that interesting? And then interesting that when even Jacob was sick, it says in the book of Genesis, it says Jacob was sick, but it says Israel strengthened himself in the Lord, same person. And I love that because you know what? All of us got some Israel in us, but we got some Jacob in us too. How many know we got to keep Jacob suppressed? Listen, I'm Pastor Steele right now, but I got to keep Reggie. Oh, Pastor, I thought we was all born again and blood bought and all of that. Yeah, but you imperfect. I can't wait to teach on righteousness when I talk about how that our righteousness is as a filthy rag, but now we've taken on his righteousness, which puts us in right standings with him, and now we reflect who he is, and he sees us as he sees himself. That's a whole nother message. Let me get into this. Go, go. There it is right there. But it says, but we are all, all like unclean thing and all our righteousness are like filthy rags. So don't ever start thinking you all that. Because without Christ, that's who you are. Filthy. Can I, can I get a witness up in here? <laughs> that's all. That's, that's, that's next week or a couple of weeks from now. But let's go to, go, go, go because of time. Go, go to uh, uh, 18 in, 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 in 11. 18. Genesis. Let's stay in Genesis. Look at this, because now here it is, Abraham, they're, they're, they're struggling because, you know, uh, God is telling them, I didn't move you, you didn't change your environment, now I'm about to show myself as El Shaddai. I'm going to show you that I'm the all-sufficient one. Then it says, now Abram said to Sarah, we're, we're old, we're well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I've grown old, Shall I have pleasure? Boy, she cracking up. Because she know things are different. Can I get, come on somebody. 
she knows, she's like, I'm old. After I've grown old, I'm going to have pleasure. She cracking up. She like, God, you know I can't do, get down like I used to. <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth. I'm going to keep it PG-13. Then it says, shall I have pleasure? Then she said, my Lord. This is her talking about Abraham because she referred to her husband as my Lord. So she says, and my Lord being old also. So she clowning. She like, this brother, he definitely ain't the man he used to be. So in her mind, you know, I preached a few weeks ago, change is coming. She's like, change ain't coming. Because his best days is behind him. Because I remember Abram. But now ever since you became Abraham and you got a relationship with God, You act like you ain't no earthly good no more. But how many know age will play a part in that? Amen? If any man going to be real with themselves. Uh, <laughs> I got one amen. Everybody else like, Pastor, I'm true. True. Maybe you do feel like that because you got some of that Viagra laying around. I ain't mad at you, brother. <laughs> you like, shoot, I'd have been resurrected from the dead. Shaka Zulu. <laughs> Let's, get... <laughs> Let's get into this. They old. Come on, somebody. They ain't in the second part of their life. Come on. They in like the fourth part of their life. They almost 190. Come on. You got Abraham, he knocking on 100, she 90 at this time. So then it says, uh, why did Sarah laugh? And saying, sure, I surely bear a child since I'm old. Next verse. Look at this, look at this. Then it says, is anything too hard for the Lord? At this appointed time, I, I will return to you uh, according uh, to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a Son, look at your neighbor and say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? You have to believe in the supernatural. You have to believe that God is El Shaddai, that he is the all-sufficient one. Amen? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? See, you, then, 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 then look at this. Then it says, then it says, uh, 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 uh. Uh, but, but, but then it says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, somebody say appointed time. I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh. But she was afraid, and she said, no, but you did laugh. Aren't you, ain't, ain't that a blessing that God gives us a pass for lying? If all of us in this building have one thing in common, all of us had lied. Anybody going to be honest this morning? But you know what? Jesus, God loves us so much, he winked at it. Because really, she was looking at it as this is an impossibility. Because in her flesh, yeah, it, it was. I mean, you know, but at the end of the day, how many know God can do the impossible? He's still a God that can do the impossible. 
And then look at this. Go, go, go to Genesis 21 and 1. Look at this. So eventually they start to believe God. And look what happens. It says, and the Lord visited Sarah as he said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. How many you know God will visit you? If you change your environment, if you make up in your mind, okay, God, I'm going with, I'm going, and you don't have to give me all the details, but I'm, 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 I'm going to go. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I don't need you to cross every T. I don't need you to dot every I. I'm going to just go because if I walk it out, I know you will work it out. So I'm going to go by faith. I'm going to turn my faith loose because it's our faith that activates heaven. And that brings your reality to pass because you've activated your faith. And then heaven moves in your situation. How many know heaven will move in your situation? That's why it says thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants you to experience heaven here on earth. But you got to remember that he's given you access to the throne room of God. You got to remember the book of Matthew says that the veil has been ripped from top to bottom. That you don't have to go through a priest or a pastor to get to Jesus. But you can go to the father on your own. Amen. For he said his ear is not heavy that he cannot hear. Nor is his hand short that he can't save. So look at this. There it is right there. Yeah temple was torn from top to bottom so we don't have to have we have a high priest who is Jesus amen you don't have to go through somebody else to get to him but but go go back to my Genesis 21 and 1 and we're almost done and the Lord visited Sarah as he said and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken next verse then it says for Sarah conceived and she bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time somebody say set time of which God had spoken to him. That's my whole title today. I believe that there's a set time that you and I are going to get to know God as El Shaddai. Amen. Well, pastor, you know what? A lot of years have just gotten by. Listen, I'm talking about in your old age, God will bless you. I believe that in your old age that there's a set time that God has carved out for you and I, amen, that even that our latter will be greater than our former. How many of you received that on this morning that your ladder will be greater than your former. Look, look at this real quick. Go, go, go. And we'll come back to the set time. Go to Psalm 92 and 13. Now, I, I quote this all every su Sunday when people join the church. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall what? Flourish. That word flourish means they will begin, things will begin to boom in your life. That's literally what that means in the Hebrew. It means that things will begin to boom. Then it says, and it says things will, you will flourish in the courts of our God. But look at verse 14. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. In other words, you will bear fruit in your old age. Amen. Listen, I'm 44 years old. I'm not trying to have no children. Did you hear what I just said? But I know that in my latter years, amen, because I'm in that second half of my life, I believe that even in my old age, amen, that I will bear fruit, glory to God, that I will be able to leave a legacy behind to my children and to my children's children. I believe that favor has not run out in my life, that favor has not run out in your life. I'm here to tell you that God will redeem the time if you just begin to get out of certain environments, if you make up a your mind God I don't need every detail I believe that you can do the supernatural I believe 
that you are Jehovah Jireh. I believe that you are Jehovah Rofa. I do believe that you are El Shaddai, that you're the Almighty One, the All-Sufficient One. And I believe that sad time is coming. If you receive that, somebody give God a sad time praise. If you know sad time is coming, if you know favor is coming, if you know blessing is coming, if you know God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above, somebody give God a big praise in this place. Come on and bless God for what he's about to do. Come on, if you know that he's else to die, come on and give God a 15 second praise in this place. Hallelujah. I prophesy. Set time. I prophesy that your appointed time is getting ready to manifest in the name of Jesus. High five somebody and tell them get ready for set time. Set time. Set time. Set time. Go tell five people. Set time is coming. Set time is coming. I want you to get that in your spirit. That set time is coming. I don't care what the devil has tried to whisper in your ear. Set time is coming. I don't care about all the mistakes that you made. Set time is coming. Somebody scream, set time is coming. Come on and bless God one more time in this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Set time. Set time. Go, go back to my set time scripture. Genesis 21 and 2. Look at this. 20, Genesis. Look at Sarah Kasebor's son, Abram's son, in his old age at the set time. Somebody say set time. Of which God had spoken to him. Verse 3. And Abram called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Isaac. You look up Isaac in the Hebrew, it means laughter. In other words, some of the stuff that God getting ready to do in your life going to make you laugh. How many of you receive that? You're going to be like, what? For real, God? How's that, Pastor? Because God going to do the supernatural. If God has done, you are supernatural. What God has done in your life to this point is supernatural. You halfway trying to live right. That's supernatural. You at church at 9.30 a.m. That's supernatural. When you missed death in that car accident, that was supernatural. That your mom held you in her womb for nine months. And you didn't have any complications afterwards. That's supernatural. They told my fourth, me, my fourth child, Isaac, was going to be Down syndrome. Told my wife and I, you guys don't have any issues having children. You already got Isaiah, Mariah, Stella. You might want to abort this one because to take care of a child that's Down syndrome is going to cost you a lot of money and a lot of time and so on and so forth. But when we walked out of the hospital at Thunderbird Hospital, she was maybe five and a half, six months pregnant. I, actually, it was a little less than that. I laid hands and I prayed over her and I prophesied over my son that everything is going to be fine. That was in 1997. I didn't know a whole lot of scripture. But I said, we're going to believe God. 
In other words, I'm convinced that he's going to do something supernatural. I said, matter of fact, I'm going to name my son Isaac because we're going to laugh at the devil. Now, what if I would have aborted my son? We dropped him off at the University of Arizona a month ago because he's doing conditioning because their first game is against BYU on September the 3rd. And he's up there and they brought him in the office the other day with 32 other freshmen and told 16 of the freshmen that you guys got a red shirt. In other words, you're not playing this year, but told my son, you're not red shirt. We believe in you're going to get on the field this year. What an accomplishment in just that. But what if I would have aborted him? Somebody scream, set time. What if I didn't believe that God is Jehovah Rapha? What if I didn't believe he was El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one? Because how many know he has the final say in everything? So I say all that. And then look at the next verse. And I'm going to leave y'all along because we got another service. But look at this. And then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old as God commanded him. You say, what's the significance of eight? Five means grace. Six means man. Seven means completion. But just about all of you in here know what eight means. New beginnings. You better believe God's getting ready to do something new in your life. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. God is about to do something new. He's about to do something fresh. I believe set time is coming. Come on and bless God one more time in this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you that we as your children will experience that set time, that we will know you as El Shaddai, the God of more than enough, the all-sufficient one. We stand on that today. We thank you that it's your character, that it's your nature to reveal to us, just like you revealed to yourself, you revealed yourself to Abraham and Sarah, that you were almighty, the almighty one. We thank you that we, as your children, we've been in those seasons where you showed up as El Shaddai, even in our life. We thank you that you're so sufficient. Oh, that it's you that have moved in our life. Even when we didn't know you were moving, you had your hand on us because you knew the end from the beginning. Lord, we thank you for the set time that's coming. I speak that over this house. You said in Psalm 37 and 4, you said if we delight ourselves in you, you would give us the desires of our heart. God, we thank you for that, God. Cover your people. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're in this 930 service. Maybe.